0: Hey everybody, welcome back to In The Six Yard Box, the best podcast for all your World Cup news for the next six weeks. I'm your host, Connor Pierce, and last episode we talked about our top five teams entering for Qatar 2022. Those teams were Denmark, Portugal, France, Argentina, and Brazil. I'm joined here by my co-host, David Rodriguez.
1: Hey guys, this is David.
0: In this episode, we're going to address the most entertaining players to ever watch at the World Cup. So, David, first question, in your opinion, who is the most entertaining player to watch at the World Cup?
1: I'd say that is Guillermo Ochoa. He plays on the Mexican national team. And uh, I'd say he's the most influential player, or even my most favorite player, at the World Cup due to his uh, massive performances against very big teams like Germany in 2018, or even Brazil in 2014.
2: When you've made history against Brazil and Neymar, in this case, you have really made your country proud. Mexico's Guillermo Ochoa did just that in the 2014 World Cup, blanking the Selecao Sau with a flurry of ridiculous saves. Fred said four of those saves were miracles, and Ochoa himself said it was the best game of his life.
0: Guillermo Ochoa, that's always such a classic pick. I mean, you can always see, like, before the tournament, people make comparisons to him for Neuer Casillas. He just turns out into this huge, beast animal in the net i mean the dude's like a jaguar just hopping in on there and so uh did ocho since you were a goalkeeper starting for the school anyways did you uh did he inspire you in any way
1: i'd say he did uh him being a somewhat smaller keeper he's about like 6'1 i kind of see myself through him i mean some of the european goalkeepers are over 6'5 6'3 it's crazy but then when i look at guillermo Ochoa, i'm like well i can see him uh like play through me like i feel like i could like actually play like him and so he's kind of like me in some way shape or form yeah that's just great i mean
0: with ochoa i mean he's been playing forever i think his first ever world cup was 2006 in germany so i mean from now he's 20 in 2022 uh i believe he's the captain uh yes in mexico so that's fantastic i mean he plays for club america in mexico i think you addressed that 37 years old uh but you can just look at pure consistency from Ochoa and that i think that just makes him so entertaining is that mexico they're usually always a team that people expect to get out of the group stage but they're never a team that they're, that they're they're expected to top the group stage i mean they played brazil in 2014 who were the favorites in that tournament because the, tournament, the that was the host they played germany in 2018 who were the defending champions at the time and ochoa ended up keeping a clean sheet against uh, two nations that have a combined nine World Cup titles, which is just fantastic. In my opinion, the most entertaining player in World Cup history, and it's the, the, the man, the myth, Luis Suarez. So Luis Suarez, a 35-year-old striker from Uruguay, he just uh, reti- reti- kind of retired from club from club football. Uh, winning the Uruguayan tile with his boy, boyhood team, National. Uh, played with Messi for so many years in Barcelona. Uh, played in, with Liverpool for so long. Uh, he has seven goals in 13 World Cup games, but the mo- but what defines Luis Suarez in the World Cup is his controversy. It's his flat-out controversy. And who else could forget that handball game versus Ghana in 2010?
2: Suarez single-handedly kept Uruguay's hopes alive in the quarterfinals against Ghana with this handball on the goal line in extra time. Asamoah Jean hit the ensuing PK off the crossbar and Uruguay won in penalties to reach the semifinals. After the match, Suarez famously said, the hand of God now belongs to me, adding, I made the best save of the tournament. It wouldn't be the only World Cup controversy of Suarez's career.
0: Just for a little bit of context with that game, uh, it was the 120th minute of the 2010 quarterfinals of the World Cup. Uh, again, in South Africa, Ghana was the last African team in the tournament. The whole con- continent wanted them to win it. Ghana puts in a header. It's about to go in. Suarez takes his hands, bats it down, and since he's not the goalkeeper, that's a straight red card and penalty. Ghana end up missing the penalty. Anything you want to add on to the handball?
1: I'd say that it was the most controversial thing I've ever seen. He really took. Everyone, oh, the whole African nation's pride away as soon as he did it. As soon as he touched the ball away from the goal, he kind of like destroyed everyone's hearts. And it was just very sad to see because after that, Ghana had a penalty. And what happened is they actually missed the penalty, hit the crossbar went out. And then they went uh, straight on to no, uh, more penalties. And then they would go on to lose against. I mean, boy.
0: The, the audacity to just strip an entire continent's pride like to just just with his hands swat away an entire continent's hopes and dreams is just something that like it's not really admirable and ad, it's not really something you could look up to but it's just something that you have to look at it's incredible um so question is would you do that same exact thing
1: every day of the week every day of the week i mean if you don't do that your, your nation loses you have no more chances of winning that world cup so I would do that every day of the week. Every I, meant, day. I, I agree with you because I
0: would do it anyways because I know it's I know it's cheating, but it gives your team a chance to survive. And 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 it's a big of a stage as the World Cup is, which is what I think a lot of people, especially in the USA, just don't understand how big it is. Like this is players' lives. Like for ninety percent of the people on the planet that watch this tournament, this is their lives. Like this is all they got. So for every four years, it means everything. There's another infamous Suarez moment that you wanted to address upon.
1: Oh yeah, that would be the bite of 2014, and that was against Italy. Uh, Luis Suarez goes up, Uh, there's a cross in the box, I believe, and Luis Suarez is uh, defending Chiellini, and he goes in, not for the ball, but then he goes in for Chiellini's shoulder, and he starts biting him. And then, and then Luis Suarez pretends like Chiellini actually shouldered him in the face and he starts rolling on the ground.
2: Suarez took a big old bite at a Giorgio Chiellini shoulder late in Uruguay's final group stage match against Italy. The ref somehow missed it. Uruguay scored immediately after advancing to the round of 16 and knocking Italy out of the tournament. This was the third biting incident of Suarez's career. Two days later, FIFA banned him for nine international games and from all football activities for four months.
1: And so that, it was very funny to see that clip, honestly, because Luis Suarez is just trying to get a penalty in the box, even though clearly he was biting him. And so he should have gotten a red card for it. But instead, nothing even happened.
0: And, I th- and what was more, even more infamous about that is that immediately after that, uh, Uruguay scored off a corner because obviously the whole team was distracted that their captain, I think, no, not their captain, but like their their starting center back had a bite mark in his shoulder. So Uruguay's starting center back, Diego Godin actually scored in a header in the 82nd minute, I want to say. Uh, you can fact check me on that, but it scored in the 82nd minute and ended up knocking out Italy out of the entire 2014 World Cup, which is just, crazy how a bite can knock a whole nation out of World Cup. And that is the last time we have seen Italy in a World Cup. So all for you, all you Italian fans <laughs> or all you American fans who have Italian roots and like, oh, where's Italy? Yeah, that's the last time Italy were in the World Cup. It, they literally were out of the World Cup because of a bite. This has been uh, episode two of Inside the Six Yard Box. Thank you for listening. And
1: uh, any last remarks? Uh, thank you for listening to this podcast and uh, have a good day. See you guys later.